0: Welcome to GenCast, a sponsored podcast series brought to you by Genetic Engineering and Biotechnology News. I'm your host, Jeff Bukaliskis. The coronavirus pandemic, unfortunately, shows little signs of slowing. Still, the resourcefulness and adaptability of scientists and engineers working in the biotechnology industry has many projects moving forward at a rapid pace. Our previous podcasts have highlighted a couple of common themes – one being the power of virtual tools have afforded bioproduction professionals when conducting important trials so as not to delay crucial timelines. And the other being support from the experts at the MLAB Collaboration Centers at Millipore Sigma, who help provide the solutions that keep it all on track. In this GenCast, we'll hear how Janssen process engineers got the help they needed from the MLABs to conduct the first run of PMAX filter sizing trials virtually. The ingenuity that this collaboration bred will become obvious very quickly. Let's meet our panelists for today's discussion. Hi everyone, can you guys introduce yourself to the general audience and tell us a little bit more about yourself?
1: Hi, I'm Terry Love. I'm an MSAP manager based in Ireland with Millipore Sigma.
2: Hi, my name is Ireloua Lagiton. I'm a process engineer based in Janssen Sciences, Ireland in Ringaskiddy,
3: Cork. Hi, I'm Baptiste Barbena. I'm a biomanufacturing engineer and I'm working for Millipore Sigma and I'm based in France.
0: Great. Thanks very much, guys. Welcome to this GenCast. Let's get to the questions right away because we know we have a really good discussion here. And Irie, I'm going to start off with you and maybe you could tell the Gen audience a little bit more about how this collaboration began.
2: Yeah, thanks, Jeff. So essentially how this began was we were looking to run a set of filtration trials for one of our drugs here. The drug in question would be a monoclonal antibody, and it would be used to treat adult patients who have multiple myeloma. And the reason we decided to do this was to optimize our centrifugation process. So that's, you know, to optimize your bowl speed, your flow rate, and your back pressure. And the reason we decided to conduct the trials, more specifically the PMAX trials, was to be able to see how well the centrifuge did perform, which would be effectively how well the filter train was sized on the capacity of the filter train. So now, pre-COVID, these trials would have been done by the MLAB team. They would have come on site to conduct the trials. But as a result of the pandemic, the travel and site restrictions had already been put in place. So the team weren't able to actually physically come on site. So essentially, we had to find a way to be able to run these trials with you know representative feed material as it would be from the process. And I think one of the early options, which was ruled out quickly enough, was to you know ship it off-site or to get it off-site for the trials to be run on. But that was ruled out. So this is where we had to get on to Terry and the MLAP team to see how we would be able to solve this dilemma.
1: That was a really interesting point you made there, Iri, about the on-site support. Typically, what I would do is go on-site at Janssen and run these filtration trials for the guys there on site. But the request came in very shortly after the lockdown came in Ireland. So I think the last trials that I had done in Janssen were around the 9th of March and then lockdown came the week after. And then this request came in from Erie. So I was sort of thinking, you know, maybe I can go on site because things were still very uncertain at that point but realized that we really did have to have a backup plan because we didn't know the way things were going to go. So that's what got us thinking about how could we support these trials virtually? So what do we need to put in place to make this work? Because nobody in Janssen had ever run this type of trial before. They had seen me do it multiple times, but they hadn't actually taken on the task themselves So then we collaborated really well with Janssen to put a plan together on this and to get some good input into the protocol. So this provided a very good foundation for the process. And then once we started to develop the protocol, we thought about how we could actually support them when they were running the trials.
0: So Terry, this sounds like a pretty unique scenario. Maybe you could tell us a little bit more about how you navigated the challenges of conducting a virtual PMAX trial.
1: Sure, Jeff. We were collaborating closely with Jansen on the protocol, and as we were writing it, realized that it needed to be quite detailed in the way it was written. So when I run trials, I'm used to running them, whereas somebody running the trials from scratch might not have even seen one of these filters before. So we had to be very mindful of having really accurate instructions on the flushing and the venting procedures involved with these filters. And in addition to that, the trials weren't really your typical PMAX trial in that normally you would run these trials with a single filter. What IRI wanted to achieve was a scale down simulation of they were doing at process scale so that meant that we had several filters connected together several pressure sensors and we had a data recording system as well so the protocol needed to be really detailed but also we needed to make it a little bit more foolproof in the way the filters were connected together so that was when i engaged baptiste in our m lab because i wanted something that iraq could just plug and play and he could just get going with the trials So Baptiste then took up the project and helped me out in the M-Lab because he could physically go to our M-Lab in France, whereas I couldn't physically go to the customer site or to the M-Lab at the time.
3: Yes, absolutely, Terry. I think our main aim of our support was to make trial easy, but due to the current situation, we had to draw some constraints. The first thing that we did was to set up the entire filtration train with deep filters and sterilizing grade filters in our lab. Then we've shot a video explaining and showing how to set filter pressure sensor, how to flush the setup and equilibrate the filters, and so on. It was mainly caused because the setup used for this particular trial wasn't really usual. Several filters were plugged in parallel, we had sampling nice, et etc. But anyway, the setup was then splitted and sent in spare parts. All spare parts have been individually named and identified. I think it allows to facilitate the installation somewhere. In parallel, we also showed to Hirey how to record the data with an automated acquisition system, with a webcam and with Teams meeting. But I think that this approach of providing a video and a setup in spare part wasn't as efficient as an usual support. Use a video on the spare part setup and DAC training was like following instruction as when you're building a Swedish furniture or following a DIY tutorial on the internet. In this approach, most of the efforts by the learners, kind of one-way approach, I would say. And then we had the idea of the smart glasses, which had allowed us to be involved within Reals. These remote tools allow us to see what the customer is seeing right now. And so we're able to guide him and to share advice in a real time.
2: Yes, yeah, so just to build on that, on Terry and Baptiste's point from a Janssen perspective, so when we did get the protocol, which was in itself really detailed and you know had all the steps we needed, there was still a learning curve, and this is where the plug-and-play model really came in handy because this part already came out. We needed to do was assemble it, attach it to the filters, which also came separately and we also had to attach it to the data collection software, as would normally be done if the MLab team were doing it. So what we did was there was a first training session, which was done over webcam, and this is where I essentially used the plug-and-play model, I used the protocol, and I used the video that was sent by Baptiste and Terry to set up the whole filtration system for the trials. And then we conducted a practice run and this actually yielded encouraging results because it did show that we were actually able to set it up and do a dry run of the trials. So then the Smart Glasses Baptiste mentioned then came after. So what we did was we conducted a second practice run. And now the reason we did this is because this is something Janssen wouldn't routinely do. So we just had to make sure this trials went exactly according to plan. So what we did was we used the Smart Glasses and we connected with my colleagues here in Janssen internally. And I was able to set up the system as we did during the practice session, set it up with the filter, set it up with the data collection software, and we were able to go through the process. And this, again, this was a dry run, but it did yield encouraging results. So we've now done this twice in practice, and we're ready to do this for the actual trials. Now, for the actual trials, this actually fell out of hours due to the project schedule. So this was Sunday morning at 7 a.m. Irish time. So now this would be out of hours for the MLab team. So this is where the smart glasses were most efficient, and this is where they really came in handy, as we were able to connect with their colleagues all over the Yancey network. And they were able to provide, you know, SME support as we were conducting in the trials, they were able to see in real time how the trials were set up, the flush process,es the vent process, and even when we are able to feed with the representative material, they were also able to direct our attention to things that we wouldn't really notice. That's just really an appreciation for my colleagues here in Yantin, Cork, who were able to support these trials, because these trials are about, you know, 9 to 10 hours, you know, including your flushing, including your setup, including your takedown, and also to our colleagues over in the States, because as I mentioned, this was, you know, on a Sunday morning at 7 a.m. So even due to the time difference, they were still able to support us.
0: So Erie, I think there's a lot of people in the Gen audience who are in a similar situation as you guys are with the pandemic and all. So maybe you could tell us a little bit more about what exactly you learned from this experience.
2: So this would have been a very different setting to what we're used to. Like most of our development work in the lab would have been put on hold due to the pandemic. But then these were trials that really had to go ahead. So like normally all we'd be doing, as Terry said, was just to supply the feed material and maybe feed utilities and consumables that would have been used in the process from our lab. But now we would be the ones to conduct the trials, we'd be the ones to do the inline measurements, the terity and the volume sampling. And this was all learning that we eventually got over because now there would be a good feel us who will be confident enough to do these trials and actually to date now. We've done these trials twice and we've achieved positive outcomes from both. We've been able to properly size a filter train. We've been able to confirm the capacity of a filter train and we'll be very confident in, you know, setting up ourselves, setting up the tube, setting up the filters and be able to know what we're looking for within the process. So I feel like from a Janssen perspective anyways, like with the support we've gotten from the MLab team and the technology that he would have given to us as a result of this support, we'd definitely be very confident to run these trials again.
1: It's great to hear that, Aire, that you're confident that you'll be able to run these again. As you already mentioned, you know, some of these trials do fall out of hours. So even outside of the pandemic, we were working towards empowering our customers to run their own trials with this remote support. And the pandemic has accelerated the need for that. And these were probably some of the earlier trials that were done within the scope of the pandemic. So, you know, this was really kind of our starting point into looking at how we can support and Virtual world, And it was really positive from our side as well. And great to get feedback from Janssen that it was positive from their side too. And, you know, it was a great learning experience on both sides. So giving the customer the confidence to run these trials again and helping us grow our virtual tools and our virtual support on our side.
3: Yeah, this experiment was quite interesting for all of us. I think we've experimented a new way to provide our support. At the beginning, I think we were more focused on the training, just to be sure that they're comfortable with running the trials, the protocol, how to run the deck, etc. And finally, the use of the smart glasses as allowed to facilitate the whole process and to bring a kind of digital but still human support. I think these smart glasses avoid the splitting between taking a look at the manual and then come back to the technical part. We're all inside the lab somewhere. This approach is much more inclusive for all of us. Everybody's part is included within the trial and by seeing all the geographic and physical constraints that we had during the outbreak.
0: Well, thanks very much, guys, for telling us about this scenario. I think it's really interesting. Again, like I said, I think it's something that the Gen audience is aware of, and many of them are actually a part of as well. So I think your experiences will be able to help them out a lot. So we appreciate your time today, and thanks for joining this GenCast. Thanks for listening to GenCast. For Genetic Engineering and Biotechnology
1: News, I'm Jeff Pogliscus.